This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Live commentary. Good game. Swift coming back now. Oh, he's played a loose pass. And Sakaja will get there. Oh, Blackburn's come right out of the area and flattered. Sakaja. And it's gone free. And the keeper's way out of the area. And it's a goal for Palace. What a great finish. Live interviews. To an ardent football watcher, it was clear, in my mind, that we had like a bunch of new guys. And we'd lost, a, 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 you know, big name, big players for us. Scannell, Klein, Ambrose. It, we, we were never going to just come out the block swinging, were we? You know what I mean? Expert analysis. A surprise draw at the end there, Mark. A surprise to no one more than me. Completely didn't realise we'd scored a second goal. Well, most of the time anyway. Homesdale Radio. Whether you're listening live or to the podcast, call us now to air your opinion. 0203 4755 That's 0203 4755 All the latest news from around Selhurst Park. This is News in Brief. Crystal Palace have handed a contract to trialist Jason Anton until the end of the season. The youngsters have played in all the Eagles and have been on the development matches so far this season and had impressed. Having started his youth career at Arsenal and Tottenham Hotspur, he moved to Bolton, but his stay at Ewood Park was short lived. Thanks for having us help me. Just say, Blackbird, he's Bolton. Just say. Oh, I mean, we'll just carry on, you meant Blackbird. Sorry, Jeff. It's a schoolboy era, if I'm a schoolboy. It's as if the 31-year-old has been playing for Palace for years. Most stop the Premier goals in seven. Well, until he made 
little sense in the end there. But congratulations. Palace have appointed forward Gary Gardner and Leicester have a bat. Ian Ollie Holloway is the new manager. 49 year old Bristolian has a wealth of experience in attacking philosophy and this enthusiasm as opposed to manager at first. On his appointment, Holloway commented, Palace got the right colours to do what I believe football is all about. The strip was very similar to Barcelona's. They represented what we were trying to get to, possession, passing, attacking, defending off through attacking, fresh young footballers and creating your own style and party. I've never been so excited in all my life! Slightly troubled by that. I'm still with um anyway. News in brave, brave, brave. Well, the first thing we're gonna talk about is Ian Holloway, Jill. So if um if you can basically, um, apparently we're sounding better, so very, very slowly. I'm going to blame, I think, it's probably Alex's internet connection. Um, so I'll, um, well, we're going we're to talk about Holloway. So what's, what's, what's your initial reaction, Joe, to, to Ian Holloway as manager? Uh, well, firstly, very, very excited. Um, I mean, we've got a good team. We've now got a manager that's sort of been there, seen it, done it at our level and a high level. Um, his experience is going to be invaluable. Um, and sort of, I mean, apart from Pardew uh, up at Newcastle, a four and a half deal, a four and a half year deal is it's a sort of, uh, you know, it's, it's a long, it's a long deal. So, um, I mean, he's obviously been made promises to, uh, you know, promises by the board um, about the way that you know the club are heading and. And uh, and I think he's excited. You know, he's come out straight away and said, you know, during his his uh, press conference that, you know, they've said this, they've said that. So he, he seems to be a, a character, you know, very strong-willed character. Anyway, as we already know, um, that he's, you know, he's excited by the prospects of what he's hearing and what and obviously what he saw mm. yesterday. So well, yeah, I mean, well, one of the things that unfortunately would have would have been heard in a magnificent Bristol accent was was he already compared us. I mean, obviously, tongue-in-cheek, but to Barcelona and, and that sort of stuff. And he was talking about the kind of football that he wants to play. Um, obviously, you know, we're, we're no Barcelona, but the, but the way we've been playing of late, it, it just seems to fit with him. He just seems to be the perfect fit. Um, what we're going to do, we're going to give um, Blackpool fan John Aspinall a, a shout straight away while we've actually got this thing working. And we're, we're going to find out from John um, what, what he thinks we've got in store. Um, just waiting for him to connect. <laughs> Hello, John. Hello, hi, Chris. You all right? You are. Yeah, no, uh, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, that's not bad at all. <laughs> been, no, better, been better. Uh, no, I so... won't lie, suicidal. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we know, obviously, know how you feel from. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just, yeah. All yeah. strange, isn't it? Like, you know, a week ago we've been moaning someone doing exactly what we've just done. So, um, obviously. Um, take it away. <laughs> that's exactly it, mate. Um, well, look, I mean, let's let's get the the important thing out of the way first of all. Um, why do you think uh, Holloway's left you guys? More for, for a second, we'll forget what Palace offer. I mean, what's been going on at the Blackpool end? Because he's not been happy for a while. It seems. It's, well, in a nutshell, it's the the chairman Carl Oyston. He's the ninety nine point nine nine percent of the reason why why he's gone. Um, basically, Ollie, I think throughout the time he's been here, and you know, since we got to the Premier League, he's He's just had a lot, a, a list as long as your arm of the targets that he's wanted, and he's gone to Royston and say, right, I want this player, I want this player, and every single transfer season, sorry, every single transfer window we've been in, he's not, he's basically not delivered the players that he wants, and 
Holloway's just ba- I think he's basically just got sick of it and the the so I think the straw that broke the camel's back was DJ Campbell and um, Stephen Dobby. Yeah. That we didn't get DJ in the the low window and he's gone to his hips which he started knocking balls in there. That's exactly it, yeah. Um, you know, the, the fact that he's always basically got the club ninety million and Oyston just pocketed it early and he's not he's not yeah. to do his job, so I think he's just right quite, quite rightly, he's just enough, I think. I mean, I've, I've I've been reading quite a lot on on various sort of uh, well on the, on a couple of Blackpool forums, and and there was quite a long winded post talking about all the sorts of things of that Oyston's done since being in charge, and oh, you know, obviously you don't want to say too much when you don't know much about the subject matter, but but it just it, it struck me as a little bit Ron Nodes from our kind of perspective, if you like. That it was just yeah. you know obviously you know large sums of money coming in and various different deals being done with companies that are associated with people all that sort of stuff it just sounded a, a very unhappy environment but i mean what's before before we talk about what what uh you know ollie might bring to to palace um what's your hope for for what you know for, for blackpool what do you think might come out of it for yourselves um um i, I don't know honestly um i think I think there was, you could tell something was wrong over the last sort of six to seven game. I mean, it's not the sort of team we're used to seeing that Ollie puts out. You know, it was bereft of ideas and a lot of games completely disorganised, no motivation. But um, um, I honestly don't know what's going to happen, to be honest. it's It just seems like it's the end of an era. So um, I think we're hoping Steve Thompson, his assistant, sort of gets the job because he knows he knows the players and sometimes it's best just to p- promote from within to you know keep a bit of consistency going so they, um, I mean obviously you, it was um, it's, well it's incredibly bad timing um, to sort of to lose your manager on the, on the well on the day of a game effectively um, although yeah. I think we obviously we, we made the approach on the Thursday and I think it took, took a while to actually go through but um, obviously and, and the players understandably struggled but it was it was a bad defeat against Derby um, I mean did that dent your confidence uh, with Thompson in charge at all I think well I think Ollie picked that team because um, Tom, Tom only got found, he only found out about that Ollie was actually leaving at, leaving at half ten in the morning so I don't think anyone blames um, the assistant manager for that defeat I think it's I think the players looked all shell shocked to be honest because we, we were online I think we were the featured game on um, championship so yeah. I watched the game anyway and it, it just looked like they were all shell shot the players a bit so I don't think I don't think we could read anything into that I mean we've been defending really poorly all season really bar the first three games so we're just conceding goals left right and centre so it, it wasn't really I didn't expect us to get anything out of it so OK uh, Joe you wanted to jump in there ask a question sorry Joe Holyoaks with me uh, John by the way alright all right, Joe Hello, John. Um, I, I just how long's he been? How long's he been there? Uh, your chairman. How long's he been? Ooh, there? He's the Oyston family have been in Blackpool for about twenty-five years, and it was his dad. Uh, but well, I mean, he's a I mean, media mogul, and uh, he he got sent down, convicted for um, how should I put it? Right. Yeah, well, I mean, this, this is this is nothing to do with that. I mean, yeah. but my point is, the last time I actually went to Blackpool, um, we sat or well, we stood in the in, in a wooden stand, which was yeah. a, a hole, absolute. So, you know, it was it, it was not a very nice place to be. No. But now, no. I mean, they, 
I, I don't know where where you have to go to to start rebuilding a football club. I mean, they've obviously given you've got a cracking stadium now. Um, you know, you, you're experiencing highs and lows, much mm. the same as us. You know, we we have not yeah. gone through the new stadium part. We've just you know we've we've dug and and rescuing us in in all sorts of ways. Um, you know, you, uh, we're sort of we're, we're rebuilding now. I mean. It's very, it's it's very hard sometimes to be a football fan and look at things objectively. Um, but I mean, I, I said this to Chris earlier. With the the Holloway thing, he seems to be good for a club for three to four years. You know, with QPR and yeah. and it, yeah. you just move on. And I think sometimes you can get a bit stale uh, at a club. Um, yeah. And if you don't, if you don't get your own way, which you, sometimes you're used to, you know, um, then it can be tiresome, and I think then you start to realise, you know, if someone does come in for me, then I can go. Because in our wildest dreams, I've got to tell you, for me, I've followed Palace for 30 odd years. There's no way I ever thought that Holloway would, would have thrown his mm. cap in. Yeah, yeah. There's been the biggest surprise for me. Yeah. And to now have him at our club is, you know, we're, we're going to, we're hoping well, with right. our team that we're going to come come good you know yeah, um, don't, don't yeah. rub it ru- don't rub it in gel but <laughs> no i know but no but what i'm saying is but what i'm saying is he took them he took them to, yeah. to, to the highs that we're hoping to hoping to have yeah you know? well i mean on that subject john i mean this is obviously where we want to get to really is is um in terms of pros and cons i mean what what does he bring i mean obviously with with you know reputation wise it's attacking football and you know score more goals in the opposition but in terms of strength and strengths and weaknesses what can what can we be looking forward to i think um he's i think his main skill is like a, an absolutely exceptional man motivator and he's he's good at getting the best out of not the best players in the world but you know decent players but i think they've they've lost the way in some capacity at some club or another and he's he's basically good at building a, a very good team out of journeyman if you will almost because that's that's sort of essentially what he did did at Blackpool um, the only concern I'd have is his lack of emphasis on the defence because um, at Blackpool we've, we've had the same defence for pretty much three years and we've consistently leaked goals and that's that's a that's probably the only criticism I can have of Oli, mm. in that it's it's. Don't, don't get me wrong, he, he's the, the best manager I've ever seen at Blackpool, and what he's done for Blackpool, he's just completely transformed the club from, uh, you know, well, for forever really. I think he's yeah. he's doubled our attendances. The football's fantastic to come and watch. You know, it's it's exciting, but um, yeah, I mean, you've obviously got a very good youth system at Palace as well, so. Mm. He's very good at bringing bringing all your young players through and and giving them a chance. So I think I think he'll do very well at Palace. Yeah. And I think I mean I think for, for us, obviously, we're we're flying at the moment. Um, you know, we're quite surprised by it. Yeah. And yeah. And, every, and every week, I have to say, I'm getting more and more shocked by how good we are. Um, it's a bit of a weird thing to be saying, but uh, obviously, a big part of that has been the freedom given to, to players to go and express themselves. Certainly, people like Zaha. And uh, Balassi on the other wing now, just being given, you know, that was Dougie's thing, was, you know, have a solid base and then get the got the guys who are capable of it to go and express themselves. And uh, does that sort of fit in? It sort of sounds like it fits in with, with what... Hunt yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. He's, 
he allows his plays, players to play without fear. Um, I think the good thing about Blackpool is we've, we've never really had particularly high expectations from from the team until this season, ironically. And we never, really, as a group of supporters, we don't really tend to get on our players' backs much. And I think uh, I think Ollie appreciates that at Blackpool, and I'm sure the Palace fans are very supportive from whatever we see. And I think I think he will allow all your players to go and express themselves. He's he's not like a an authoritarian, I'm led to believe. So yeah, I think he'll fit into that system pretty well. Fantastic. Well, all right, mate. Listen, we don't want to rub it in or anything too long. Obviously, you, <laughs> That's right, you, you, you sound obviously you're sounding down on it. it. It just reminds me exactly how I felt. You know, a little over. a week and a half two weeks ago it's just you know it's like, I think, I think uh, like you, was it Joe I think he said sometimes managers have just um, you run the course after three to four years and you know we have we have sort of looked a bit bereft of ideas at the time and I think it's taken it out of all you know the the constant rejections from the chairman so yeah. you know, a, a, a change is, a change is as good as a rest I yeah think, I think yeah. John, definitely I mean you, you def, definitely I think you, you know you've got you've got the base to to build again that's what you have got you know yeah I mean we thought we thought when Simon Grayson left the Leeds that's we all thought that was the end of the world and you know he took us the back to the championship for the first time and God knows how long and then all he turned up and you know never in our wildest dreams did we think that happened so you know we'll see what happens eh but it's, it's disappointing but life goes on I suppose that's yeah. football yeah, it is, it is football. I mean, I really hope, I really hope, for, obviously, for you guys. Other than you know, I, I never, I was never going to cheer for you against us or anything. But I, you know, <laughs> but I, I just, I hope it doesn't ruin things for you because, like you say, you've come a long way, and, and it, it does seem that that you know things are, are going to be on the, you know, on the, it's going to be on the up forever. And you, you, you always thought you were going to get back straight back in the Premiership after yeah. or what you guys did up there. So obviously, you know, I feel better. I don't, I don't. You know, it feels awful to sort of go and take another club's manager. It's not something we usually do. Uh, you know, I don't really know how to react yeah, to it. I think but. if it, just to, just to use a, a little Ollie analogy, um, it's like it's like getting dumped off your bird. <laughs> if yeah. it had gone to Blackburn <laughs> or Burnley, it'd have been like your bird's gone off with your best mate. But yeah. as it's Alice, you know, we've got no animosity towards Palace it's 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 gone off with someone random (laughs) (laughs) and uh, you know and and he'll know all the songs down here anyway won't he so that's that's the other thing Uh, Jill you wanted to get in quick before we let John go John just just purely from a from a footballer's um, a football fan's point of view are you surprised how well we're doing this year in a nutshell yeah Um, considering you lost a lot of your key players over the summer I mean well, Scannell yeah, went, didn't he? And yeah, yeah. Daniel Klein and Ambrose, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Ambrose has gone as well, hasn't he? Is it, mm-hmm. is it Huddersfield? Gone to... uh, Birmingham, he went too. Yeah. Julius Huddersfield. Um, it was that was Scannell. Scannell went there. He scored. Oh, yeah, scored I, was yeah. I was I was surprised at that. Yeah, do yeah. you know what? I think you probably you're you've probably seen Scannell on one of his good days. Um, uh, I really ra- really rate the guy, but he he just. He, he had so much talent, but consistency was never really there, unfortunately. I think he just got stale, didn't he? I think yeah. he got stale at the club. Yeah. I mean, at the championship level, you don't... We've proved it, you know, and Ipswich have proved it, and Moster have proved it. Spending a load of money is absolutely no guarantee of success in this league. It's more, it's more your team and your manager, really. So I think you've got every chance of, of getting up there. You know, Fantastic. good luck to you. Thanks a lot, mate.
Listen, John, thank you so much for joining us, and um, yeah, best of luck for the rest of the season, mate. Thank you. We'll we'll speak to you before the next game, anyway. Yeah, fantastic. (laughs) Nice one, John. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Bye. Bye. That's uh, John Aspinall of the Seasiders podcast. Actually, a really good listen as well, if you're just a general football fan and want to hear what's going on. Blackpool, I've I've listened to a few episodes. Mildly entertaining. That's my ringing endorsement, mildly entertaining. Is that all right? I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, thanks to John for doing that, and uh, yeah, I'm going to try and rescue the rest of the whole radio team. Um, one of them is responsible for our technical problems, and I will find out which one. But um, but until that point, really, I mean, Joe, I mean, what what did you sort of learn there? I mean, well, I mean, well, let's talk about the four and a half years you you talked to John about. You know, the cycle of a manager and what have you. Is, is it a risk that's given us seeing Holloway four and a half years? Do you reckon? Well, the other thing as well is that what we what we that with with our chairman being so open, we were given a slight insight into into the way that contracts are based now. And I think what uh, what Steve Parrish said the other day was, look, you know, if we give someone a a, a, a three year deal and it's three hundred thousand a year, so everyone's expecting if he gets binned after three games he's going to get 900 grand he's not going to get 900 grand because he signed a three-year deal what they would have done they would have put into after year one you're going to get one and a half years wages do you know what i mean if you get sacked after the first year you'll get six months extra if you get sacked after the second year you'll get another three months wages that seems to be the way the things are going so if it doesn't work out with him i've got a feeling that this four and a half year deal whatever it's worth you know is we, we're not going to go skin if things don't work out with him, you know. Um, I thought that was a really interesting thing for him to come out and say, um, mm. Steve Parrish, and it, and it certainly was not anything that I ever thought about. I always just thought when they signed a contract, like you would it, with a normal job, you know, it's it, compensation is compensation. Mm. Um, but yeah, it opened my so I was I was quite pleased with that, and and that's the other thing as well. We, you know the, the four businessmen, the four successful businessmen we've got now. We're not going to the days of us getting turned over and having money fleeced out of our club. Um, I, I don't think it's going to happen anymore. You know, and we're going to be instead of being bullied like we were bullied into selling our players. You know, when we went into administration, I mean, we should never have sold Moses for what he got sold for. Um, but you know, I, I can't see. Steve Parrish has turned around and said, you know, or, or, or someone's turned around and said, if a big come in for Will for 20 million quid, we, you know, the chances are he would go because 20 million is a huge amount of money. But, but people are not going to nick our best players for peanuts anymore. And it's so nice to, 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 to get that. And obviously Holloway has had some kind of, of, of message from the board to say, you know, while we're, while we're doing the business, no one's going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, that's, oh yeah, it's a definite positive. He spoke in his miracle and he sounded a little bit definite about uh, the, the Will thing. Hopefully, people have read that. There's a fantastic um, article from me and Holloway. If you look on the Mirror website, it's well worth tracking down. But him, he sort of sounded a little bit less definite about Will. But fantastically, Steve Brower went on the, the BBS and sort of actually just sort of clarified and said, yes, we did tell in Holloway that Will, Will Zaha is not for sale, not is not for sale in January. But like we were talking pre-show, Joe, it becomes like a circular argument because it's not for sale, but he is if someone wants to go completely insane with money. Everybody's got a price, haven't they? Every, they do, yeah. Everything in life has got um, a price. Let's try, and, uh, let's try and bring Aaron in now. Hopefully people can hear us. Um, and he has returned. It's just Alex to come. Uh, Aaron, we obviously we've you've missed most of what we were talking about, but we've we've been discussing obviously the appointment of Ben Holloway. So if I can specifically ask you a question, 
Yeah. Yeah, you actually are there. Fantastic. Um, so you you were there, not not too far from me at the game. Um, during uh, Holloway's halftime speech, when he came out and sort of spoke to the crowd, he said, you know, that, that he was he essentially sounded that he was stunned how good the, the team were was that he was watching. Um, I mean, what what are your thoughts on Holloway coming in and managing that side? It, it's, it's almost like it's an easy job, isn't it? It is, because everyone's talking about, you know, when new managers come in, they've got quite a challenge. If you look at McCarthy Ipswich, you know, he's got a team that's struggling. And with Holloway, he's inherited a uh, a club which is doing really well. And I think the question you have to ask is, what, what's he going to do? You know, it's, it's a case of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm. Now, I think it's, it's, a really, it's quite a shock appointment. And I heard that his odds have been cut uh, quite significantly uh, a few days before he was appointed. I thought, you know, this could be the man or other names around. But Ian Holloway for me is a he's a very charismatic manager, and I, I've really liked him since his tenure at Blackpool. Mm. He's I've really liked him as a manager. He's straightforward. He's he's demanding of his players. He's ambitious, and I think he suits the dream of what Parish sold to him really well. I definitely think he's the man to take us forward. I couldn't <laughs> quite understand what he's saying completely yesterday um, due to his accent, but he, he sounds extremely happy to be here. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. He praised us as fans, and you know we're all going to do our part to support him. Yeah, I mean, obviously we all like that, sort of uh, to get praised as fans. But it, it, I say, I was t- I sort of touched in a way because he just genuinely seemed like... I, there was an interview on Palace Player as well, again, if you haven't seen it, well worth a watch, and you can tell that he's had a hell of a couple of days of just... He, he described it as a bit of a whirlwind, and it, you know, I'm sure. Yeah. I think it was Steve Parrish when he came on last week and, and said that decisions have to be made so quickly and under so much pressure in football. And I think it's pretty much exactly that thing. It's he, he looked like a man who just had to, you know, make a life-changing decision in five minutes. Um, and he said it only took him about ten seconds to make that that choice. And one of the one of the things that um, I was talking to. Um, uh, well, I got I got a message from a guy earlier on, Stuart, who has uh, been involved on that in the um, Arthur Day that we'll talk about a little bit later on. He was saying that one of the things he noticed from um, from Holloway was how much how much praise he, he sort of laid on the door of the Blackpool supporters when he left, and sort of dignity and grace, and how different that was to Friedman. And I don't want to lay into to Dougie leaving again. We, we you know we did that subject last week. Covered that well enough. Yeah, <laughs> but one of the things that Holloway made sure he did was say that he felt. He didn't want Blackpool fans to feel that he let them down. He said he'd feel that he would be letting them down if he stayed. And he, you know, he said he is sorry if they're they're upset that he went. You know, and, and he, he, it's you know that's it's a nice thing to that he acknowledges that. I mean, obviously he's had three great years up there, and I imagine one of the he said his wife just bought a house up there and all this sort of stuff. I mean, one of the easiest things in the world would have been just to let it keep ticking over, but. You know, you want a, you want a new challenge, and it's great to have someone of that caliber. I mean, Joe, you were saying it. I mean, never saw it coming. Never really thought we'd get in Holloway. No, no, not at all. And it's, do you know what? It's it seems that we've we that the club's been lifted just by having the the people that we've got, the way the team's going. It seems that we we've just been lifted up a little level. You know, where mm. we were getting nothing, nothing was going right for us in, in any way, and then all of a sudden. People are thinking, you know, he must have thought, you know what, Palace, I'll go and have a chat with him. And then he comes, you know, and, and, and he, he's obviously looking at our players. And I mean, I, I've, got a, I've got a quick question from, uh, from Lions 550 off of the mm. hole. And, he, and he's, he's basically asked this, what our, our, uh, about Curtis Fleming, whether we want him to stay. Um, so I, good, I, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll just say, first of all, it, he has been nothing but good for our club. And if Holloway can keep him, um, you know, with his, with, with the know how, the, the know all about the club and the players and, and, what, and what's been going on, I think he'll be a huge asset to him. I don't know what, what who Holloway's bringing with him. But uh, and what do you think? Well, he's, he's brought Keith Millen with him as his assistant. Um, I don't know whether there'll be any more additions or, or what have you. Especially, the, the, I think, again, Steve Brown was saying on the BBS, I think it was um, that uh, essentially um, that Curtis Fleming hadn't made a decision, that, that he had effectively had the offer to go up to, to Bolton and join Dougie and Lenny up there, and but that, that he was waiting until Monday to, to meet in Holloway. And I, I think you... You, we're, I'm, you know, I want some continuity. That's I, I think it's a good question. It, you, you really want someone who's been at the club. You know, Fullerton's up there. I know that as well. But um, but he's not really been in the, at the club any le- real length of time in that development coach role. So what we, you know, what we need really is, is someone to to basically fill all the way in on what we're doing. You know, who, which what people's best positions are. All those sorts of little things. All those little things you kind of take for granted. Um, because if you gave a complete and utter clear out, you know he's got to start that process again, and then it's a greater risk of disrupting something that's going so right already. Um, Aaron, I don't know what your opinions are. <laughs> um, I think I think it'd be good for Curtis to stay. Um, I'm not quite sure I read it, but something about he already met Holloway or something like that, and it's quite friendly. And I think it's his choice to make. I think Curtis. I think if he if he wants to stay, then I think there is a, a position for him. Because as you said, there, there will be time for that man to fill in and saying, you know, show him how it works, etc. And but if he if he felt he needed to go to Bolton and stick with uh, Dougie and uh, Lenny, then you know I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset about that. That's his choice. But I don't think if he stayed, it'd be better off for the club because you, as you said, you need that man there who knows the workings and he can get Holloway introduced quickly and you know lay out in front of him. This is what we've been doing and this is how it's worked and you know basically give. Holloway some advice almost. Yeah. All right. Um I can hear some heavy breathing. That must be the return of Alex White. Hello, Alex. <laughs> Hello, I'm back. Oh my god, why are you so loud? <laughs> Blimey. Take the microphone away from your face, man. It is quite ah! far away. It's right. as far away as it would go. Don't you've raised your voice as well, honestly. Um hi Alex, you're right. I'm fine, thank you. And it sounds like it sounds <laughs> <laughs> Sound like you're sulking now. <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, I need to give the chat room a mention because they're sulking. If you go to wholeradio.net forward slash chat, apparently there's a record crowd of 14 in the chat room. Oi, so oi. you want to go and... Oh, I wouldn't really recommend it, but but do go. Do go. I'm sure they're all lovely. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, Alex, obviously you may you may or may not have been keeping up with what we're talking about, but, um, well... What, what, firstly, firstly, what is your opinion on, on the appointment of Ian Holloway? Because you haven't had a chance to stress it. Uh, I think it shows a lot of ambition by the club, definitely. I thought we'd going to go for Appleton or someone like that, but it shows real intent, doesn't it? It does indeed. And um, in, I want to ask all of you this question. What's a realistic target now for the season? Now we've got Holloway in place. Now we're playing the kind of football we're going to talk about any second now with regards to that Blackburn game. Uh, what is a really realistic target? Um Win the division, is it, Joe? Car in my wildest dreams. Um, I, 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 we can beat anybody. We can beat anybody, and uh, and being a Palace fan, and I know that the nearest kick up my nuts is not very far. You know, it's not very far away. But I mean, I, I'm I'm thinking playoffs. Mm. I, 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 not at the least, but 
you know, now we've stepped up with a with a decent manager as well. I'm thinking definite playoffs. Aaron, you think we've do you think we've traded up in terms of management? Do you think we've got a realistic shout at winning this division, or or should we be aiming our sights as playoffs at most? Poor. I think, as Joe said, I think on our day we are capable of being anyone, and we've proven that within our past two games, three games. Um, top two could be a bit far fetched. You now this Cardiff up there in Middlesbrough. I think our playoffs would be a good place to set our sights on. There's a lot of anticipation with Holloway and I have every confidence in him that he'll get the job done and get us to where we want to be so I think playoffs may third or fourth would be good that's where I think we could finish mm, good shout and uh, Alex yourself uh, don't see why automatic promotion is impossible at all I think the second half of the season you'll see the bigger teams pick it up we've got a smaller squad than them but I, I still don't understand why it's not why it's not possible mm. So I've just got a message in from Tyler Smart who's suggested he would do something which is really quite repellent if we win the league. Um, but I will be saving that message and Tyler Smart will have to do that repellent thing if we do win that league. Uh, <laughs> uh I got a question from uh, Pastorable Shoot um, and he's basically said, Curtis have made more subs given that we have a game on Tuesday. Uh, Easter and Wilbraham need game time. Well... Uh, Interesting one, that. I mean, that kind of suggests that Easter and Wilbraham are going to make any, like a meaningful con- contribution, and I haven't really seen it so far. I mean, yes, they haven't really had a, a chance, but they're not even playing, you know, as un- overage players in development games or anything like that. So I don't, I don't really know what the situation is there, but, you know, I, I wouldn't, with greatest respect to them, I wouldn't trust either to, to take over from, uh, from Murray if Murray was to be out. So. It's a difficult shout. I think the question of subs is an interesting one because, you know, we've seen we have certain players that, that do fade a little bit. I mean, we'll get onto this, but I mean, Owen Garvin uh, is is one sort of, you know, like the last sort of 20, 15, 20 minutes of a game, uh, he, he does tend to be one that's worth replacing because the leg sort of gets a little bit tired and obviously a lot of our players are young lads and there's not really that much of a, of, of a problem to keep them going, but you know, there's one or two, and you you want to see Moritz get get on the pitch because you know he's such a talented player, and you know it's not, not a great deal of game time because of the form of other players recently. So, but that's the strength in depth though that we've got now, it, haven't we? We've got players now that we 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 should be going, we'd be screaming six, mm. seven or eight weeks ago. We'd be going, why aren't he playing? And now it's not that he can't get into the team, but if something happens, what a player to come into the team. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But I think obviously Ferrat's making the point that if these guys aren't playing and they're not match fit, and then you know, they start to become less of a less of an option off the bench. So I don't know. It's an interesting point. I was surprised to to see how late we start. We made the changes. I think Wilf went off for Moxie. I don't really remember too much else. I've actually got in front of me. I probably should look at that. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was the only change. It was, the, it was literally the last minute. And I say game against Ipswich Tuesday, which we'll look ahead to. And and, and they've got a new manager. They've just won for the first time in ages. And you know, it'd be good to have our players fresh. But I think. When you're on a run like that, when you know eleven games unbeaten and winning more than you're drawing, and when you're on that kind of a run, you don't want to rest. You don't. You want a consistent team that's performing well, and that's what we got. So that's my thoughts on that. Anyway, we've. Um, I mean, that's that's our general reaction to to the appointment of Ian Holloway and what we're looking forward to. Um, obviously, if you've got any thoughts you want to share with us, uh, then then please do. Um, 
I think actually I do want to. I think we've got a couple of uh, voicemails that I just wanted to get to that I don't think we played earlier on because of the technical problems. I want to see if they're actually available. They may. Oh, here we go. Hi, this is Ken Barr in New York City. Ken Barr on the Holmesdale Online, and welcome Ian Holloway to the team that to which Glad All Over truly belongs. We expect great things, and and we know you've done you did marvelous work at Blackpool and. You're coming on a team that's on the up. Just keep it, keep it going, and we'll be fine. Good luck and God bless. So yeah, uh, hmm. Hold on. That was the uh, yeah. That was Ken. Thank you for your message, mate. Um, obviously, I think I think that's as a uh, direct consequence of Mikey trying to get Ian Holloway actually on the show and failing miserably. But um. <laughs> <laughs> we have got well, a I mean, proper. We've got a proper American fan, not an expat, a real... Um, mate, we've got... That is... <laughs> a real septic, I can't believe it. Well, well done, <laughs> Ken Barr. I, I don't know if that's an acceptable term. I don't have the, the knowledge. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't sound like it is. Mm, anyway, I think, um, yeah, I think, well, so, yeah, I, it's pretty much echoing the, the, the thoughts of pretty much of every Palace fan, really. It's it's, yeah, it's amazing to have, to have got Holloway in, Holloway in, and I can't really wait to see what he does with us. I think, I think we can only really go up from here. But anyway, yesterday, yesterday we played Blackburn Rovers. Mm. Black, Blackburn. Black, no, no, Blackburn. Blackburn Rovers. Yeah. <laughs> can you can you tell I'm still slightly hungover? Um, <clears throat> Blackburn Rovers. Um, our starting lineup was Julian Speroni in goal. Uh, Ward kept his place at right back. Uh, Johnny Parr left back. That familiar centre back pairing of Delaney and Ramage, of looking more solid by the game. Uh, Balassi and Zaha prowling the wings. Um, Owen Garvin just in behind Murray, and the absolute colossal uh, central midfield pairing of KG and Mili Jedinak. Um, I say Moxie came on for Zaha late on, but that that starting lineup basically sort of won us the game. Um, well, it was a hell of a performance. Let's just put it that way. We absolutely dominated from start to finish. Uh, Blackburn, yes, they hit the they hit the bar twice, I think, in the course of the game, but it's kind of like those were their only real chances. And and you expect the team to have been relegated. They got relegated last year. They've spent money. They've got an eight million pound striker, and I don't think he got a kick. Um, you expected you expected something from them. You expected them to come and take the game to us, but we're a, we're a different prospect now, and we dominated from start to finish in terms of the goals Garvin sort of got the ball from Ward crossed in from the right flank with his left foot for Murray to head in just off the bar right on half time it was lovely to have the players leaving the pitch to a chorus of we love you um, it was a clear penalty for the second um, Murray actually beat and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage Nissan Townstar EV strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable no, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty and with a bench full of all star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all star quality search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I think Liam, who was standing next to me, screamed Murray beat someone for pace about 18 times. He was just so <laughs> shocked. But um, And obviously, we, we, didn't, we even had the luxury of missing another penalty when Blassi, I think he got, was probably outside the area where he actually made connection, but um, Blassi, he, he desperate to take it himself. But um, obviously, the ball was taken off him, given to Murray for the chance for a hat-trick. And unfortunately, uh, Paul Robinson, who's looking a bit bulky these days, uh, he made a, a fantastic double save. So, I mean, those were the, the major incidents from the game. And, and the frustrating thing is, once more, you look at the highlights on the Football League show or you look at the highlights even that are on Palace player, and it really does not show just how dominant we were as a, as a football club. But, I mean, well, I'll start with you, Joe. Was it a result? I know well, you weren't at the game, but was it a result that you, you saw coming? I mean, I know we've been fantastic for a long period of time, but you're kind of expecting the wheels to come off at some point and, and this looked like a potential banana skin. Well, it did to me. I mean, I was, I was really surprised. I mean, I... Like I say, I've just spent the, the weekend down in Southampton working on Dan in Sip's bloody fence. So, um, but I, 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 I was amazed that we beat them 2-0, um, like you say. I mean, they, an £8 million striker up, up front. But in saying that, we got a £20 million winger. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, 2-0 was a surprise. But then it, in my lifetime of, of following Palace against Blackburn, we've always really done well against them. So... You know, it, it, it. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it was guaranteed free. I thought we. I thought we'd nick a draw. I didn't think we'd beat them two 0 mm. Yeah, no. Again, clean sheet was probably a bit of a surprise because um, you know, it's one of the things that we haven't really done this season. I think we've got maybe was it maybe fourth clean sheet of the season at most, just off the top of my head. But I mean, we're we're conceding a lot of goals, and that's that's been unlike us of late. Um, but I, I don't know, Aaron. Do you feel the performances have kind of? stepped up maybe since Dougie left um, that, is that too bold a statement so soon do you think that could be a bit of a bold statement I think that the team is riding on the confidence that we've taken from under Dougie's reign and I think it just carried on because the tactics are exactly the same under Lenny and Curtis mm. and they just went out there and, and played really well I think talking about a clean sheet I think that was the first one we've kept at home if I remember hearing correctly um, yesterday though I think not taking anything away from the team. I think we were made look better by how poor Blackburn played. Mm. You know, for a team, they still had really recognisable names. Jordan Rhodes, uh, Pedersen, Robinson in Ghost, a great goalkeeper. They just did not show up. I think from the, straight from the whistle, they looked like they were playing for the draw. Mm. And I think that's a really good thing because that's showing that teams are having to come to us and having to really knuckle down and park the bus almost because they know if they try and attack the game then we're going to hit them on the break and rip them to shreds um, and as for their fans as well they didn't exactly do them any favours but as for a, a Blackburn team I just did not perform but I think we're, we're brilliant on the day yeah you, I mean, you, obviously you're saying the Blackburn team didn't perform and yeah, I, I suppose you're right that they were so they were disappointing there's no two ways about that I mean not, not that we were disappointed we were happy that they were disappointing if you know what I mean but like <laughs> but um I mean, at the way they played, were you surprised at that? They would basically seem to knock it long all the time to a... And, you know, Jordan Rhodes, he's, he's a goal scorer. He's not a target man. He's not a, a Glenn Murray type of player. Are you surprised they basically had the one up front? I am. Um, I can't name another Blackburn striker off the top of my head, but Jordan Rhodes is a, is a player you want to be getting balls into, like we did to Murray yesterday, getting across his in, playing the ball, through balls, etc., and they just did not utilise his ability to, to score goals. Um, I thought yesterday, I was a little bit hesitant because a new manager, and I thought 
you know, it's Palace, you know, they're going to get their first win under a new manager against us, and they, <laughs> that's just the way it goes. Mm. But it's, it was, I thought Blackburn put up more of a fight, but credit to the lads. The way, the way we were knocking the ball around yesterday, you, you would thought they would just come up from League One or something. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I heard someone mention it. They looked like a, like, when you see a, a prem, you know, sort of one of the top four in the Premier League playing against your sort of middle, lower table, it looked like that kind of a mismatch, yeah. that kind of a, you know, you see the see the better teams in in the leagues knocking the ball around and just keeping possession and not panicking and having a little you know a patient build up and creating the right amount of chances at the right time, and we were doing all that. And I can honestly say I've been thinking for years, years sitting in those stands. I'm sure as many people are, are the same, looking out there, looking at other teams come to sell us and knock the ball around confidently, thinking why do we never do that? Even when we're good, all we do is smack it into the channels for I don't know AJ to score or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're never thinking we never play possession football. We never really do that, and suddenly we are. And I don't really know what to do, uh, Joe. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the other on the other the flip side of it, you're saying you know that, that they were poor. How about that we were so good that they we didn't give them any time? That it seems our midfield now are proper battling and smack, not smashing people. This is what I, I said to you. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of old-fashioned. You know, we've got Jedi now. It goes in and he, he does, he commits to the challenge. And now we've got challenges coming in all over the place where we're now intimidating teams. So instead of them being allowed to play their passing game with all their multi-million pound squad that they've bought down from, from the prim, we're, we're not letting them do that. And, that's, and that seems to be what we're doing week in, week out. And again, going back to Doug, if we can just mention him once mm. more, the fitness side of things, everybody has said that, including Steve Parrish, right away from the training ground, right away, he, had the, he wanted, he's a perfectionist, and our players have got to be fit. And that's why I think as well, it's get fit, ship, you know, ship up or ship out. Yeah, and, I, uh, it, yes, I have to say, I noticed on the Blackburn message boards, they were talking about how unfit their team has looked. There was a, some, some um, suggestion that Steve Keane's pre-season was extremely poor, and some of the players had said... You know that we've not really done any fitness work. We've done a you know a little bit of a ball work and what have you, and we've played a few games, but you know we've not done any specific fitness work. Yeah, and you look at and you chicken. <laughs> now, now, Aaron, I couldn't help it. The players <laughs> might not eat the chicken anyway. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, it's it is noticeable, and, and you're right. The midfield was was where we won that game. Obviously, they got Danny Murphy was in there. You know, and he, I think, to be honest, he looked like his legs had gone a little bit. You know, he looks good what on the What did Wilf do to him yesterday, Chris? Apparently, someone said that Wilf mugged him so badly it made him look silly. Yeah, there was... I it's the, Over the other side of the pitch, sadly, from us, so I couldn't see exactly what it did. But all I can really tell you is it, it caused the main stand to give Wilf a standing ovation during the game. <laughs> like, it was... I've not, I've not really seen that, though. To have to have the main stand get to their feet and applaud Wilf as he was wandering back to the halfway line in the middle of a match, uh, but he did that five or six times during the game. And I know every whole radio show ends up with me going on and on about Wilf, but um, he did things that I, I want watching him, and I don't I don't know how he does it. Is you yeah. lit, in the time it takes you to blink, he's in a different, you know, he's a completely different angle. He's gone past three people. It's just one hell of a player, and there's a lot of people, an increasing number of people now saying, you know, he's clearly the best we've seen, 
you know, in, in the modern era, if you like. Um, and there's people who have got, you know, 40, 50 years watching Palace Beyond them saying he's the best we've ever had. He really is. And he's, I mean, he's going to get better. He's only, he turns 20 fairly shortly. It's just frightening to think what he can actually become. He's, you know, we all, we all, on the, on this very radio show, we called George Burley, we suggested that he may have been on the source when he suggested that, uh, Wolf was in the same bracket as, as people like Messi and Ronaldo and things like that. And it, I mean, it's you know they're they're absolute fantastic, world class, amazing players, but it's becoming less ridiculous by the by the by the game at the moment. I called it, didn't I? I said to you, I said to you ages ago. It reminds me of when Man United first bought Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. He no, really does. He is. It's exactly like that. I mean, especially if you think. Well, I think back to last season where. You know, you got all this. It just reminded me so much of it because it was the stepovers, like all the stepovers taking it one, you know, taking on one defender too many and all that sort of stuff. And that was that was Ronaldo's first couple of seasons for United, wasn't it? It was that's what he did. That was his thing. And everyone, everyone kind of took the mick because he had no end product. And then suddenly, bang, he's you know one one of the best players in the world. But there you go. I mean, we're we're starting to reap the benefits from from Wilf's, you know, talent, and and I'm just hoping that we can keep it. As long as humanly possible. <clears throat> Excuse me, while I sort of try and fight a cough there. <clears throat> right. Um, so, yeah, we've that's essentially what we've done there is we've completely dominated uh, what what could be argued is still a relatively low quality Premiership squad. Um, didn't really. Well, this this is what I want to talk about. The the opposition fans. It's not just Blackburn fans. Um, Felt it from Leicester fans as well, Wolves, Bolton, to a point with the way we've been playing. There's people are starting to refer to Palace, not loads of them, but they're starting to refer to us as the best or one of the best teams in the league. Um, do you think that might? I'll ask you this question, Joe, because it's a general question. Do you think that might start? People, teams might start approaching our games against us in a different way. You know, not seeing us as a scout, someone to to beat, seeing us as someone not to lose to. Well, I mean, the, the, the three teams that, that come down from the Premiership, you know, last season with nine points. Um, anyone that's, any, you know, the, the thing is, when we, when we have banter with other teams and we, they go, oh, yeah, you, we say, oh, well, you, you haven't played them yet. We have, and we've done them. Mm. The, the thing is, we've played six of the uh, supposedly the best teams in our league that should, that six should have been, or will be, apparently, at the end of the season, fighting out to go up. No one mm. mentioned us. Now, we've done all that, but we've, we've done them. And if we haven't done them, we've drawn with them. You know, we are, we are reaping the benefits of, again, what I've said in the past, of a, of a decent Palace team every 10 years. Um, we are, we're the real deal, and we have to start thinking like that now. I think once we start, once, we, once the fans get the mentality of, hang on, we are, we are the real, real deal, the same as our team. You know, we're right away through to the ballroom. People are talking about us now. They're not, we're not little. We're not that little club from South London. You know that no one wanted to come down to our poxy little grounds. No one's worried about our ground anymore, except for Brighton and Shelton. <laughs> you know they're worried about our players. Yeah. You know, come down to Sellers and get your ass kicked on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or a Saturday because <laughs> that's what's happening. You yes. know, you come down, come down and score two goals because we're going to score three or four. Mm. You no, we're, we're, we're at some point we're going to give someone a serious hiding as well. Well, I mean, Balassi ain't scored yet. You know, the geezer shoots for, shoots for fun. He hasn't, he, he hasn't scored yet, has he? I'm no, 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 no. I say he's, you can tell it's slightly getting to him as well. He's, <laughs> uh, he's one, he's getting, he's definitely getting better with every game. He's, 
he's grown in confidence. We're, again, we were talking about um, I think we talked about it last week, and we we're talking about it pre pre show as well. That he's he started wearing the same wristbands as Wilf and just you know and swapping wings all the time. Which had a little bit of confusion there, but mainly it's it, you know he is growing game by game. He's getting more and more confident. He's trying more and more tricks. He's more direct than Wilf in, in a lot of ways, and certainly more inclined to have a shot. But like you say. I mean, he's getting closer all the time. I think he even hit the post. I can't quite remember. My brain's not quite with it. But I think he, he might well have even hit the post yesterday. And it, no, that's one, the shot of the keeper. No, shot of the was. keeper. One, one's going to go in. One is going to go in at some point, And then, you know, it, it'll be... It'll, there you go. Alex has told me. Oh, um, the header. Of he course. headed against the post. Thank you, Alex. See, I was correct, Aaron. Which one, of, which one of us was <laughs> drunk? Anyway. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, look. If I was to push you on this, it's a difficult one because it was a fantastic team performance. But Aaron, who was your man of the match? Oh, that is, that is, that is a question and a half right there. Um, I'm going to go Murray. Not just on the basis that he uh, he scored the the, uh, the goals, but uh, on the, his, yeah, work, his work rate yesterday was fantastic. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a completely changed Glenn Murray. I'm not well, sure he's always it... fantastic, though. That's the thing. He always has yeah. had a really good work ethic. Last year, he weren't getting the, he weren't getting the, the, the support he needed. Now he's getting support. The thing about Murray is that if you feed him, he, he, will, score. he will score. Yeah. He is the new Sean Goer. That's, that's what I was saying. <laughs> back in the... Yeah. Go to... <laughs> Sorry. Be the go-to. Sorry. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm he's the go-to and he will score. Who wants exactly. to be the new Sean Gota? <laughs> oh, he's a legend. <laughs> I didn't even think Sean Gota wanted to be Sean Gota. Um, oh. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, Murray, I was, I was saying towards okay. the back end of last season and um, towards this season, he, he never got the service last season. He never got the balls that were playing into him. I mean, Garvin's ball yesterday, he got his head. It's a fantastic ball he put in. Mm, and that's the kind of... Yeah, that's the kind of ball Murray feeds on. And if we get the service to him, he does score, and we've done that. And his work effort yesterday, throughout the whole season so far, has been fantastic. And he's given that extra little bit, and it's paid off for him. It's 10 goals he's got now. Yeah, it's 10, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah it's, it's, it's interesting you, you, you to pick Murray out, because, again, it's, it's not one I would have picked. And oh, I actually take the point that Joe's making, and that the Murray does that every game. He just works incredibly hard as... as Effectively, the lone striker, but what's happening now is the midfield and the wide players are just getting so much better at supporting him. You know, when the ball's coming in from one flank, the guy on the opposite flank is, is, is pulling in alongside Murray now. And it's, you know, well, we talked about it a minute ago. Balassi's got a header in from the centre of the goal when he hit the post. He's in there because when he's not crossing, he's in that box. He's supporting, he's trying to get a knockdown, trying to give Murray a bit of, uh, bit of support. And, yeah, that's the way we're playing now. And that's, that's the sort of progression that we've had up until this point, and that's what Holloway's now got to come in and, and take on. Personally, like man of the match, I, I, I've got to give it. It's a really difficult call between between the three central midfielders, if you like, Garvin, Jednak, and KG. I think KG did a very, very good job yesterday, and he was more inclined to carry the ball, if you know what I mean. You sort of had Jednak who broke up play and played some simple passes. You had Garvin, who supported the attack and, and also sprayed some fantastic passes around. Great set pieces. Just general. He's, he's, the general weight of pass from Ryan Garvin is, is spectacular. And, he, you know, we, we all talked about him adding various different things to his game. Um, but, but KG as well was, was sort of had the role of, of bringing the ball out, you know, with the, with the ball at his feet. And all of them did their job fantastically. And all of them really deserved plaudits. Um, and I think that's where the game was won, if, if I'm completely honest. I think it was in the midfield. 
Jednak, perhaps because he is, and I keep using this word for a minute, it's the perfect word for him, it's imperious in the midfield. And I genuinely, I think perhaps because he's been so good, I would shy towards Garvin. I think Garvin probably had his best game in a yeah. Palace shirt. On the subject, funnily enough, we've got an email in from Tom Caswell. Um, <laughs> the title is Jedi is the Key. And he says, the team has patience now. Jedi and KG are always there just to come back, relax and start again. Jedi is the key for us. And if Paddy does come back, I wouldn't give him the captaincy. Jedi has become a true leader and leads the team, which I believe is the key. Um, I think we've talked about it before, but it's a good shout. I mean, I you know every, I think I've said it enough times. I'm a big fan of Paddy and, and what he does, not just as a player. I think he's, I think, still think he's a really good championship centre-back, personally, but... I know not everyone agrees, but um, but I think he's a fantastic leader as well, and, and he was part of the the coaching team at the weekend as well. But you know, I'm I'm all for, if you appoint a club captain for me, that's your club captain. But that doesn't in any way um, mean I don't see just how good Jedinak has been as captain. But I think you can end up doing perhaps more damage than good if you start chopping and changing captains. But Joe, what do you think? Uh, well, I mean, you, you know, I, I'm same as you. I, I... Paddy's a club captain, and, 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 and when he comes back, you know, he's, he's the club captain. I mean, he, he's, that's as simple as that. I know, Jed, the thing is, you can, you can play really well. As soon as it is, you know, if, if something goes bad or, or something happens, they'll be straight on his back. You know, Paddy's a club captain, but I've got, I got a quick question, a serial thriller. He said, he said uh, in the light of recent offensive performances, where does Johnny Williams find himself? Um, is he going to build on the early promise? I mean, my personal point of view is that it, as soon as he's fit and and ready to go, he's he's got to be. You know, he's at the moment he's an impact player. He's so young, um, but he's got he's got everything. You know, and and again, it's just showing our strength in depth that when he's uh, when he's fit, he's uh, he's only going to be on the bench until he until he gets his chance to to start. Um, you know, proving what he's what everyone's talking about. Yeah, I think it'll go if we go. Uh, Williams, it'll, uh, when when he's fit and ready. Question is, where would you play him? You know, where would he play? Because you've got Wilf on one wing. You wouldn't take Wilf out of the team unless no. Ivory's having a no, really no, bad. No, game. no, hell no. Or or he's injured. But lastly, you could argue sometimes he's not always on best of form, and you would have Williams in rather than him. But then. You couldn't play him behind Murray because if you take Garvin out, then you lose that set piece and that fantastic left foot he's got. So I pose the question: If when Williams does come back, where where would you play him? Well, look, let let let, well, I'm going to take that on a step further because you've got Moritz to add into the equation as well. But yeah, of course. um, You know, obviously, the natural thing is to say, well, Moritz will come in for Garvin and Williams can come in for Velassi, but neither of those two players deserve to be dropped and. Basically, what you do when you're being when you're a successful side is the person who's got the shirt keeps the shirt until they do something to, to tell you otherwise. Now it's interesting. You start the season. We're talking about John Williams as our best player, even better than Wilf. And I still don't think that that's necessarily wrong. I'm not in any way doing down Johnny Williams because I think he's still possibly gonna gonna even maybe even eclipse Wilf. But but he's he's had a problem ever since he broke that leg and he's he's, get, he's getting these little niggly injuries and until that solves itself he's going to find it hard to to establish himself as a regular starter um but he's you know there's no two ways about it Velasquez is a really really good winger uh, and Johnny Williams isn't a winger but you know I, I would still say Johnny Williams is a better player 
And that's no disrespect to Blassett. I think he's been absolutely brilliant and getting better all the time. But I still think Johnny Williams is a better player. I think Johnny Williams is better than Moritz, and I think he's better than Garvin. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. You, you want to play your best players, but at the end of the day, the, the only thing you can do is, is while you're winning games and while you're playing well, the, the people in possessions of the shirt, as long as, they, as long as they're at you know, 100%, and they don't do anything wrong. They, they keep the shirt. That's how it's got to be. That's what it's about. That's competition. And you try and rotate the squad, and people are tired as well, and things like that. And, and people will get chances. Kyle De Silva's another one. He's been out of a hamstring injury, and people forget just how highly rated this kid is. He's a really, really talented, talented young man. And I just think, you know, we, we're, we've got an embarrassment of riches coming. In, in in it's kind of in this it's in the, all in those little positions in and around the striker the sort of just in behind or just out wide just you know not quite a straightforward winger um, and and Alex is making a really good point actually and and he's talking about the fact that KG is going to the um, African Cup of Nations to come January and and he's he's suggesting that that the, that point Garvin will drop in alongside Jednak and Williams will come in and play ahead. And it could be Williams, it could be Moritz. But I think that is a time, that's exactly the sort of time that we'll, we will need our squad that we're talking about now, that we're saying that you know we've got all these guys that can come in. That's the time it's going to happen. And we're going to get injuries. We don't want to think about it. We're going to get injuries. And you look at it now, if Murray gets injured, I still don't think we've got anywhere near enough um, up top. Uh, I've just had a question in from, uh, from Zoe. She says, where is Blake? Is Blake injured? Um... Darcy Blake, where is he? He got injured, didn't he, in a game? He did. He went, but he's been on the bench the last, been on the bench the last couple, hasn't he? Mm. Um, I think basically Ward has come in and played really, really well. And again, Ward is—we haven't talked about him at all today, but like he—he's had t- two fantastic games right back. Start of the season, he looked like an absolute joke. I thought I didn't, yeah. I didn't know what we'd signed. You know, we had all this stuff that oh, Ward's going to be better than Clyton. Everyone was just taking a Mickey out of Dougie, saying what a ridiculous statement. And you look at him these last two games and, you know, getting forward, he's absolutely fantastic. And again, defensively, he's starting to look a, a, a proper fullback. So it's really it's such a tough one to call. Uh, Gel, sorry, mate, you wanted to... Yeah, I, I, just going back, because you know that I like talking about the old days, but you would have heard Palace referred to a long, long time ago was when Venables had him. Was, we had a, a team that was supposedly going to be called the team of the 80s. Yeah, yeah. This... It might seem like a, a sweeping extreme statement, but I believe that that the academy and the young players that we see playing for the under twenty ones and the eighteens, when they come through, will will be akin almost to the kids that Man United had. I have really? got a f- honestly because you've seen Sakaja, yeah. Chris, you've seen. Um, and, and Banton as well now. You've seen our centre back. Who's our two centre backs? The four and five. I can never remember. Oh, you got uh, Quade Taylor, didn't you? Um, do you know what I mean? Sensational. And, and, and How good do they look? And Innis, Ryan Innis. We've got players yeah. to come through, right? We could. We have got strength in depth that our club has never had. We have never had. The other thing as well, we had. No, no one could take the place of Wilf. We're saying no one could take the place of Wilf. We haven't got anyone really. But we could put. Um, we have got an, a, a, players that can play on the right wing. We've now got, we didn't have anyone that could play in charge of, of, of Klein, uh, in place of Klein last year. Now we've got two. We've got a, a club captain coming back as centre-back. We've also we've got kids that could probably come in and play centre-backs. We've got two left-backs. We've got two left midfielders. We have got an embarrassment of riches. And if we really, if, if, 
it's true that he does turn around and use kids from the academy, then we've got Sakaja up front, who will definitely, I think he needs a chance. I think he's got the pace and the raw ability to scare the crap out of six foot four inch centre-backs. Yeah. It's interesting, it's interesting you, you, you single him out, because he doesn't get a lot of attention. And I, I know a lot of the people who... Um you know, I, I don't know it anymore, but a lot of people who, who watch the, um, the the youth on a regular basis um, sort of, you know, don't expect great things of him. But I know you've picked him out a lot, and, and I can't remember who I was talking to. It was a guy who was talking to a scout, and and just he he thought Sakaja was the best player by a mile in one of our under twenty one games. And it's interesting because he's completely gone off the radar because you know we're talking about strike because we're talking about no one to come in, in in Murray's position. But yeah, I mean he's you know he looks a talented lad still and. No one's talking about the kids, Chris, because we're doing all right. We don't yeah, need to talk about the kids, do we? As soon as, as, soon as she hits the fan, mm. you know, or it, it, I hope it never does. But if it did, we're going, well, why aren't we playing the kids? I was saying it. I was saying it, you know, three months ago. I put my hands up and say, yeah. if, 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 the, if the first team can't do it, we watch the kids do it. Get the kids in. I'd rather lose to a team, that would, a team of triers than to a team just turn up getting their wages. But that's not happening now. That's why we're not talking about the kids, because our first teamers and our... And our squad now, the whole squad that we've got, are proper putting it in. And, that's, and we're reaping the benefits. Chell, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go on. Are you eating? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> did, I you, did you bring enough for everyone? No, my wife just bought me my, <laughs> my dinner. I'm not oh, going to tell you what it is. Do you, want, do, you, do you want to know what it is? I want yes. the listeners to guess again. Uh, so tweet at Whole Radio with your guesses for what Joe's eating for dinner. If you, win, if you guess it correctly, you win Joe's dinner. <laughs> of it won't be, it won't be in any pretty state when you get it but you will get it um, I'm going to pick up on a, on a few tweets that I've got I'm going to go to Alex in a little while as well um, to get to get your forward reviews and some predictions a bit later on because we're, you know, we're not too far from the, uh, the end of this show and uh, yeah um, but uh, Lee Ward said he's um, watching the best Palace team he's seen in his 16 years ago at Sellers and yesterday it was impossible to name a man of the match and I, so that's a popular opinion and yeah, I completely agree, man. I did name a man of the match, though. Um, Dan Skipsey says uh, the high of Ian Holloway arriving has been higher than the low of Dougie Friedman leaving. Uh, he almost feels grateful that Dougie Friedman's gone. Again, I've heard that said as well. It's it, it's almost like I'd say certainly after the first three games, if people said, "Oh, we're gonna you know we're gonna get rid of Dougie and bring in Ian Holloway," I don't think there've been too many people complaining. Um, and Dan also says that maximum respect to Darren Ambrose for his contribution over the years. But do any of us really miss him? No, no. <laughs> I kind of, I'd kind of forgotten about him, which is horrific to say. Because, like, like Dan says, he's he made a huge contribution to to the football club over the last few years, and that one absolutely sort of magic season, if you like. But you know, he went to Birmingham. They've played him in central midfield. And I don't know what's happened since. Just, just crazy, really. But um, yeah. And Gaz has said, and this thing I was alluding to a little, a little bit earlier on, that um, teams will start to come to Sellers Park and put eleven behind the ball. And he believes that's where it's important that we have Williams in the team because he can unlock a defence. You know, and that's yeah. Again, good shout there. And that, and that's the thing. It's kind of I'm, I am worried about how other teams that will approach, but I don't know if other people are. I don't know if people are good enough to actually stop us anymore. Aaron, what do you think? I, I don't. I don't think there are very few teams that could come to sell us and put up a fight. There might be one or two, maybe Cardiff. Although they did lose to Bolton yesterday. Uh, maybe maybe Borough, but j- just judging what a, by the way Blackburn approached the game yesterday, you know they have the ability to be a really good team with the players they've got, and they came and effectively parked the bus 
and a few other teams have done that this season. It just shows how much of a threat we are, how how much we have progressed over the past couple of years. You know, teams used to come to Salas and pass the ball about, and we were like, what's going on? We're the home team here. But now we, we're just playing fantastic football, and teams can't cope. And I think it is now getting into a period where teams are going to have to come and say, you know, this Palace team, they've got the squad, they've got the top manager now, we're going to have to come and sit behind the ball and hope we can get for the best, and that's really where we've got to take advantage of that. Mm. Um, before we sort of go any further, I want to get to these the previews of the games coming up. It'll be very, very quick. But um, one one thing I haven't mentioned yesterday that, um, that both myself and Aaron were part of that was uh, a lot of fun was it was after day. Um, it wasn't a you know it wasn't a huge campaign or anything like that. I mentioned it last week, but basically a group group of people, all of a similar sort of mindset, all getting together in one area of the after way. It was in Block W, uh, so it was the first after day. Thousand balloons, <laughs> which seemed to disappear. I think <laughs> about eight hundred seemed to get popped for some for people just stamping on them before the game started. Um, but it's just a really, really good day out, and we really enjoyed it. And I know a few people have commented that they, they you know, that the, the after weight was a lot, you know, a bit louder. And so it's just the beginning for these guys. And what we, and I've basically been asked on uh, Stuart and, and Aston want to pass on their appreciation to everyone who was involved uh, in making it uh, such an enjoyable day. And just to remind you all that, that, that there is an open invitation for anyone who's, who's going to a game. Get yourself to Plot W. Head towards the back if you like to sing loud and proud. Well, that's all that's required. It's all about enjoying yourself, having fun, and treating it a little bit like an away game because you know, away games are so much fun and just banter with the with the home support, blah 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 blah. And you know, over in block block W, there it's, it's something that you can do. You know, you're not trying to take attention off anyone else or anything like that. Just trying to trying to have some fun, and it was brilliant yesterday. And I'd like to <laughs> say a massive thanks to everyone who was involved in that as well because I had a cracking day and a massive massive hangover. Oh. What you can remember of that day, Chris? No, I, no my memory's not too bad. It's not too bad at all. It just it's got really, really expensive. We've had one guest for your dinner, Joe. Um, Spag Bowl. Joe? No. no. No, it's not. No. All right. Just put it. I just put it up. <clears throat> I just add um, sweet corn, cucumber, tomatoes, um, pe- mixed peppers, and garlic bread. Not having you back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> It's not abuse for you, isn't it? It is, man. What's the matter with you? Rabbit food. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I've got, I'm, 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 it's, me, it's me diet. You're a changed man, are you? I, well, I, I don't want to be, but it's this middle-age spread. It's hit me. As I've hit middle-age, it really has hit me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, let's, um, let's have a quick look at this. Um, the pe- uh, No, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll get some forward reviews from Alex. Alex, are you there? I am there. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can, yeah. Off you go. Good. Good news. I've got Les Smith who says, we're going up. Dan King, promotion is possible, believe. Lawrence Hill, solid, flamboyant, easy, ole. Anna says, we're going up. Uh, Lionel Plummer says, route of the Rovers. Andy Lobo says, two words, Ian Holloway. Wayne Gallagher, squad doesn't require managing. Patrick O'Connor, CPFC 2010, doing the business. Dale Taylor, three points with class. Simon Price, promotion, here we come. Uh, Andy Walker, perfect. Perfectly professional Palace performance, and Joe says the unbeaten streak continues. Fantastic, and Andy Walker's clearly a fan of alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I shouldn't have said that out loud. I'm tired. Um, <clears throat> listen, we've got. Um, obviously, it was it was a fantastic result. We got, we've got Ipswich visiting Tuesday night. Um, Ipswich, as you will know, have, have recently appointed Mick McCarthy as their manager. Uh, it's again, it's another one of those games where we're all talking about. 
they're bottom of the league. We, you know, we're beating all the good teams. Typical Palace will go and lose to them. And they just beat, well, it's Birmingham they beat. Um, it was DJ Campbell, who um, John Aspinall was telling us Blackpool missed out on signing. And obviously Holloway will know an awful lot about DJ Campbell. But, um, you know, he's, he's, I think it was uh, from reading on the BBC, it was their first win in 13 games. So obviously, big positive new manager syndrome. Obviously, it didn't work for Blackburn against us at all. But, but it'll be our... Oh, our first game under Ian Holloway. Um, obviously, Ipswich sort of. I suppose they. I mean, they've recently got uh, Nigel Rio Coca in there, who's Premiership quality. Uh, you know, left Bolton at the end of the season. I think he thought he was going to get a contract in the top division. Uh, but other than that, I mean, Carlos Edwards. I think is still there at Ipswich, but they've got that uh, Jay Emmanuel Thomas, who's ex Arsenal. But other than um, I suppose what Chopper of Scotland as strikers. I don't think they're starting recently but I mean you know, there's not a huge amount to worry us there they've got the worst goal difference in the league at minus 15 um, out of 14 games which is quite impressive so uh, we we shouldn't be anything other than confident really should we so on that basis what's your predictions Joe? 3-0 uh, uh, nice alright Aaron oh if it was away I'd be worried but since you're at home I'll go 2-1 2-1 eh um Alex, yourself and the listeners, what are they saying? Uh, the listeners are saying, well, I'm saying 1-0 to us, but Barbara Paul says 2-1 to Palace, Nigel Croucher says 3-1, Ricky says 3-0, uh, John Nightingale says 2-0, Jif says 3-1 to Palace, Brad Gillam says 4-1, Stephen Ronan says 1-0. Hmm. A lot of confidence there. Um, I, personally, I'm going to have to go for a, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a 2-0 Palace, I think. I think, you know, this clean sheet that we've just had will probably uh, spark a series of them, I reckon. Be, uh, we're going to have a massive boost from, from the new manager, I think. And, it, yeah, I can't see, the greatest respect to which I can't see them troubling us. Maybe, maybe we will end Tuesday night top of the league. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, after that, we go on Saturday. We go to Peterborough. Now, Peterborough started the season. They looked, they looked like they were going to go. To be honest, didn't they? You know, couldn't couldn't buy a win. Looked looked awful. But they've picked up recently. Um, third bottom of the league now on twelve points. Uh, George Boyd is, you know, obviously Palace fan gets linked with us every single time there's a transfer window. Uh, they just lost to Sheffield Wednesday, but but before that, I think they. Um, they beat a bit Huddersfield 3-1. Uh, they had a decent enough performance when they lost to Watford. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they listen, they, they've been a decent side. And I say probably probably George Boyd has been their standout player. And you, you kind of expect a Palace fan to be the to be the sort of the danger man for them. And no doubt score some goals. But it's a great away day. There's a terrace out there. Everything's set up for it. They're struggling at the bottom of the league. We're going to win. Joe? Uh, yeah, I reckon. Well, I'll, I'll say three nil. Hang on, Kevin CPFC two nil. Tyler J Smart four one. Cyril Filler three nil. Duckman Duck two nil. Duckman Duck. That's quality. Yeah, Duckman. <laughs> um, and that's it. That's, that's all that uh, everyone else has put on the inner chat room. All right, mate. Nice one. Well, look, I think I think we'll well. We'd, I think I say I can't I can't see anything other the way we're playing. I, I don't think that the, the either of the two teams coming up are going to stop us, and, and I can see two wins, and I can see us getting really, really excited by the end of by the end of the game on Saturday with with us being top of that league. I reckon that's my prediction. Hopefully, that is not the kiss of death. Um, 
been asked to mention that the Arthur Wait is going to be open for the uh, stand. It can be open for the Brighton game. Mm. Oh, so you can get yourselves into uh, Block W for that one. Nice and uh, nice and close up. It'll be really good. Um, there we go. Look, we're um, again. I've just I've got an email just before I go any further. David Ashenden says you could really see the writing on the wall uh, regards to the Blackburn game. In the pre-match warm-up, this is the focus and speed of the passing of the Palace players compared to the laboured Blackburn players. Uh, and he said that wasn't the first time we've noticed this season. So perhaps more evidence once more of, uh, of Dougie Friedman's um, work really paying off for us. And hopefully, again, something that, that we can, uh, that Ian Holloway can carry on. So anyway, look, I think, I mean, we've struggled through quite well with this show. Thank you very much for, for bearing with us. I don't feel great, to be honest. But, <laughs> but it's been enjoyable. Um, obviously, Heard a lot. We've heard about Ian Holloway. We're all excited for the for the season ahead. So, thanks you. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, we'll speak to you again. Well, actually, we're back tomorrow. We're doing some live commentary. It's actually from Crawley, but we are commentating on the um, technically a home game that's being played at Broadfield Stadium in Crawley. And we will be providing full commentary once more. And you won't be playing FIFA, will you? <laughs> I won't. I do, I've arranged, <laughs> I arranged to play a load of the whole radio FIFA tournament games tomorrow night. And I'd forgotten that, obviously, with sure. the commentary. But anyway, do tune in for that. It's a, well, wholeradio.net. You can catch us from probably live from about 6.45, I would guess. All things going well. So join us for that. Otherwise, we'll uh, speak to you again next week. Bye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.